0: Moncrief with Gas Networks Ireland. Aren't you tired of that ugly fuel storage tank? Having to order and write that big cheque for the delivery guy? Gasnetworks.ie slash move to gas. John Shari uh, joins us once again uh, for our parenting slot. Good afternoon, John.
1: Good afternoon, Sean.
0: Uh, First question is this. My daughter came home from school and said she had had sex with a boy in her class. She's eight And on an investigation, it turns out he kissed her on the hand. She seemed to be obsessed with liking this boy. I asked a few questions about the subject, but didn't want to push it too much in case we'd put her off talking to me about it in future. Apparently, one of her friends had been telling them about sex. And that is a boy and a girl in bed together, touching each other and kissing. When I asked her who was telling her this, she said her friend and had looked it up. And she's seven. I'm just wondering where to go from here. I would answer any questions she asks age-appropriate, or so I thought, but I'm now wondering, should I be telling her more or there, is there any book I could use?
1: Well, well, the first thing to say, it's good that the daughter came home and told her and talked to her, uh, talked to her about um, her, her question about yeah. sex. And it's good that the mum listened. I assume it's a mum or, or maybe it's a dad, but listened to her and encouraged her to, to say more. And that's the, the first principle with young children when they ask you anything about uh, sex is to ask them first oh what do they know what do they know already about that or where did you hear that or what does that mean or what what exactly happened the key thing is your tone uh, tone of voice that you have to be sort of open interested and as if it's the most matter of fact thing in the world if you find yourself embarrassed or shocked it's probably worth taking a little pause and yes. maybe uh, talking about it later because that'll close down the conversation. So mm. the key thing is get her talking about it as she did. And it's a relatively innocent thing but the the little girl is talking about uh, and it's interesting that. So once you get the child talking, then you decide what... Um, extra information do you need to give them or what do you need to correct in that or what do you need to tell them about. Like, So she's curious, the girl is a little, a little bit curious about what is sex all about so you then you might give her a uh, an age-appropriate explanation for that. It might be something like when she's eight mm. uh, sex is what grown-ups do when they give each other a special hug. That might be as simple as that all yeah. she needs to know. Yeah. She might then push for more and then you give her a little bit more. She might uh, She might want to explain that sex is what grown-ups do to make babies? That's another explanation, depending on what she needs to know at that point. Mm.
0: She, needs to, she, she seemed to know a fair amount she did, <laughs> b- yeah, b- yeah. B- based on that already. But is it really a cause for alarm? Uh, because kids will Even before Mm. the internet kids found out about sex at least in part from other kids telling them Yeah, most people
1: find out from other kids. It's best when the parents get involved in the conversation. Uh, Mm. uh, The two principles, uh, it is a bit worrying that you looked it up. That'd be, I'd checking that out because looking, uh, a big, big problem is children unsupervised on the internet and, uh, and, and, at a very early ages, because if you just look up sex, God knows where you'll end up unless it's f- supervised. So mm. a child that age should not have unsupervised access to the internet. Uh, but that's worth thinking about. But you're right, kids will talk about these things. They, they talk about their peers. You, it, it's important that adults get involved in the conversation, what our grown up parents do, because what tends to happen is parents tend to leave it too, too late to talk to children about sex until the, the children have learnt it from somewhere else. And then mm. you're not involved. They won't come to you for advice then. So usually it's best to talk earlier than you think. Uh, a, good, a good rule of thumb is actually to follow the, the uh, relationships and sexuality education programme in the school. If you look that up on the website, they have these timings of when they talk to children about all the different okay. things. And so
0: would they uh, have talked to this little girl already?
1: Well, I, I, you'd have to check that exactly because yeah. different schools do it differently. But they, they, they're they meant to t- tell the parents, send out the information to the parents first, organise a talk in the school for the parents. Yeah, And that's your real opportunity then to when it's happening in the school then you say oh what were you talking about with the teacher in school today mm. and you have your uh, you put in your tuppence worth as well to listen and help them talk about it and then they know it's a normal thing to talk talk about it's an important thing to talk to their parents but they don't just check the information from their friends they know mum or dad mm. will give them the, cor- the correct information, information yeah. and also values in that way so a good way is to follow up with the school uh, the school curriculum on that
0: yeah uh, and books
1: well there are loads and loads of books online and really good resources mm. and uh so i, I wouldn't recommend one I, I think if she went into a bookshop and looked at uh books and look for ones for explaining for young children that's a good way to do it as well yeah you, again you're just following what your daughter what the daughter needs to know at that point you can leave the books around you can talk about them but getting one for there is ones for as young as six to talk about it yeah. In a way. yeah yeah there's, uh,
0: there, there, there's a book uh I had for my kids called "Mummy laid uh, Mummy laid an egg." Oh,
1: okay. Uh, and was that um, good?
0: Lovely. It was absolutely delightful book, and it's kind of cartoony book, and everyone's happy in it, and. You know, this this is how sex happens without getting into any too much detail, but you kind of get the gist of it, and yeah. then you get the gist of our baby forms, and it's all very happy and yeah. it's lovely, and, uh, and
1: so so that might be a nice time. So okay. talking about it to, to read that book with her,
0: yeah, and it's a and it was kind of a very positive yeah. uh, depiction of it as well, which I thought was kind of yeah. Uh, yeah. I- important rather than everybody being anxious around.
1: It. You can leave the you can leave the old heart heartache yeah. to, for yes. the teenagers later on.
0: Yes, <laughs> uh, my fifteen year old has the strangest diet, and I'm really struggling with him. All All he eats is bread rolls, cans of coke and chicken and rice. Up to about 11, he would eat fruit and vegetables, but over the last four years, he has the blandest, least nutritious diet. Now, I realise he's 15 and his eating habits are pretty established, but I need to improve his diet. And I'm really struggling with someone so old and set in their ways. If he were six, it would be so much easier. How can I reason with him to eat better?
1: Well, it, it is hard uh, when when a child has a, a poor diet like that. And how do you influence them? Uh, he, he is fifteen, which is both a disadvantage because he's set in his ways, but also an advantage because he uh, can think things out for himself. Mm. So I think I think you have to try to engage him on on those terms about like let's look at his diet. What does he think? How does he assess about it? Uh, and see what his motivational points are. Like if he's a diet that poor his health wouldn't be great. Uh, yeah, uh, you'd think so, yeah. Uh, although some children can survive on... Also, sometimes, when I do look carefully at people when they're describing poor diets, they're not as poor as, as they're initially described as you discover, oh, well, he does eat a bit of that or he does eat... It, there's all okay, yeah uh, When yeah. you carefully mm. look at it. Uh, but... I think try to engage him and see what his motivational points are. Like for you, could go do a, a checkup with the GP. Some some uh, children are very influenced by what a medic might tell them and mm. their parents. Is he sporty? Could he like go to sports? Like if you if you're trying to succeed yeah. at GAA, they all go into health and nutrition. Uh, does he want to be build his body? Is he wanting to be attractive uh, to other peers? <laughs> then there's all about health and uh, bodybuilding and all these good nutrition and diet. So you're trying to look at what is his motivational points. Also the teen years can change quick, quickly as well like somebody may have a poor diet and then they start socialising a bit they go on a scouts trip or they're attracted to a girl and she wouldn't put up with those diets so when they're go- going out eating they, they sort of start trying new food and so forth uh, sort of sort of peer group. so it's to look at a range of different things you can also need to think is, is she colluding with the poor diet uh, where does he get the cans of coke do, do, like uh, he doesn't have to they don't have to be available in the home at least uh, yeah uh, uh, and so forth the way, uh, and you can look at trying to nudge him Um. You do a bit of reward and uh, what's a carrot and stick? You can say to them, "Listen, we need to improve your diet. If you work hard at this, you try a few new foods, a few new healthy foods. I'll look at getting you something, or we'll do something. You could do a bit of reward like that, and uh, you know to motivate them and, and so forth." Yeah, mm.
0: uh, yeah, it's an odd phase. I know of teenagers yeah. uh, who, who've gone through those kind of phases, as yeah. well and, and just. But then it seems like once you, the habit has got ingrained, it's very hard to get them out of it.
1: Well, it can be, but as I say, there's different times. It's a it's a time of quick change, so you try to use some of the other good changes a like, lot to motivate them to, yeah, to move to, to move to other things. But but the right, diet is is um, is big issues, and and the biggest problem is not fussy diets. It's actually just very very unhealthy diets. So people mm. are eating far too much of very limited, uh, very high uh, high fat and high uh, carbohydrate foods. So that's a whole massive issue. Um.
0: My daughter is three uh, and is very good in that she will always take my hand when we walk and we teach her about stranger danger and all that. But in the last few weeks, she started doing something odd when crossing the road. She will grab the hand of anyone next to her. So effectively, she's holding my hand and a stranger's hand. She engages with the person and says handy time to them, so they generally oblige her. It's old and young people too, she just wants everyone to walk safely. Whatever about people thinking she is cute and vigilant, I'm really uncomfortable with this. Bottom line is, I don't want strangers holding my daughter's hand. Sometimes I try to walk a wee bit faster so she has to let go of the hand. Yes, we need to be safe crossing the street and I don't want to discourage her, but I need to address this. What do I
1: say? Well, I I think... I, I, even reading that, it is sort of very it's a cute. It's yeah. <laughs> that handy time, yeah. and it, it must melt the stranger, most strangers, oh, and ah. uh, and the little girl that she's quite safe and mm. she's connecting. So it's very sweet uh, stuff. I, I think it's important to start with that uh, um, uh, as, as 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 a point, uh, uh, and it is a sign that she's trying to be safe. And there's all good things that the mum has, has has taught her that dad has taught her in that in that question. Um, if the mum has, has a difficulty with it, there's little things she can do. Like I think is uh, using a very good tone of voice. She could say, oh, we only have to hold mum's hand. We don't have to mm. hold this lady's hand and give a a, wink, a smile at the other lady's hand and just take her hand away. And then you make it very normal that we just hold mum's hand when we're crossing the uh, mm. road and take her across. So a gentle, non-angry correction like that would probably do the trick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this you're is you're the mother's problem,
0: not that this is. is this is, has no effect on the child at all. The child is just exploring the yeah, world yeah. and well, I, and I, being kind of friendly to people.
1: I, I would be with you, and it's, uh, but the mother is a little bit finds it very awkward, and uh, you have to respect that too. I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Is there a danger though, though, by focusing on this? And, and I know stranger danger is important, mm. but not to the extent where every other person is a potential threat.
1: Well, you have to strike a balance with yeah. stranger danger. Like, um, I've seen some um, people making almost children paranoid about stranger danger. And, yeah. uh, and actually, I, I keep saying this uh, in lots of things. Now, stranger danger is, is far, far less a problem than other dangers. Like, mm. uh, like, like, I, 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 infinite, infinitely less. The the biggest harm children would come to. Um, the, the mum has it right. There is road traffic accidents are by yeah. far the biggest danger. Like about tw- twenty or, th- or, th- or th- the internet or it's the like internet in the ass, ha- house. So stranger right. is a relatively mild uh, one. Uh, and it's to be sad if children can't talk and engage yeah. with, with strangers when she's with her mum uh, at that point. Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, kids uh, uh, just going back to the question we had first about the 8 year old who thought she'd had sex but a boy had kissed her hand Max says kids that age uh, do think sex is just kissing I do think this is quite sweet Uh, this is something she'd probably forget about the next day in the schoolyard uh, well, uh, that is true. Rem- Sennon says, I remember in school, the girls got to talk about periods while the boys were sent out to play football. Afterwards, the boys tricked the girls into revealing what their meeting was about, all of which led to total and utter confusion from everyone, uh, says Sennen. Uh Donal on Twitter says, had an issue in my son's class at the age of eight. Uh, a boy had way too much information from his parents. Uh, they gave uh, too much too soon. I suppose because parents are going to make different decisions as to when to impart this information. Well
1: that that's the judgement call like you are following your child's need to, when they ask the question uh, that's why I think I, I go for the school uh, curriculum. the RSE they, they tend to start first talking about bodies and the anatomical bit and where babies are from and periods for girls and so forth and how bodies grow up I think they start that Nine uh, or so. Uh, I don't have the exact. Uh, and then they do talk of the me- the me- actual mechanics of sex. About uh, I think it's in sixth class. About mm. eleven, twelve. So, so that's when they get it. So I think that they're they're sort of the right. Then everybody's getting the information at the same time. Yes. There is something. Some boy who knows too much too soon. There
0: always it. I remember at school there was a, <laughs> I, there was a kid. I, everybody knew his parents had told him. So everybody you know made a play date to go to his house so they could find out.
1: I didn't believe him. Uh, the guy in my uh, class? done uh, yeah. I,
0: I I got the details slightly wrong. In terms of...
1: Yeah, you know. <laughs> he had it sort of right.
0: <laughs> uh, no, he, ha- he had the detail right, but but when he said, which uh, kind of receptacle, so to speak, I got I got that wrong. I got that
1: confused. And That's was, where you do need to and talk to your parents. And then you go parents. home and look
0: at your parents and go, you disgust me, you people. Uh, texter says, what's wrong with chicken and rice and bread? Uh, a staple of many diets, uh, I would have thought. Uh, and Julianne says, uh, one way I got my teen to eat well was by masking the veg content in this food. I had to liquidise bolognese or curry sauces to hide the... The veg but it meant he still got them uh, that's true well I suppose everyone does that for kids but for a 15 year old mm. well well yeah.
1: well I think I think again these are all different strategies uh, like the, the first question is what's wrong with that diet uh, yeah uh, well, it's you have to look at is he's, he's getting the right balance of foods. Uh, he's, he's not getting as many vitamins or nutrition if he's just eating those, if there's no vegetables or fruit in it. Mm. So, uh, Yeah, uh, somebody
0: else says, my son only eats chicken and potatoes. He doesn't eat anything with colour. 53106 is our text number that will cost you 30 cent or you can follow us on Facebook or Twitter. John Shari uh, is still with us for our parenting slot. Uh, next question is this, my son is terrified of me cutting his nails. He's six. Every time I bring the scissors out, he screams, thinking I'm going to cut his fingers off. I tell him he needs to clip his nails, or else he'll scratch and hurt himself or others. Plus, all the dirt under there would infect the house they get so black. My husband won't do this job, as he is afraid he'll cut the nails too low and hurt him, so I'm left with a struggling child who feels his life is about to end. Sweets and telly bribes mean nothing to him when he's like this. It's a bimonthly struggle, and I'm just at a loss with him. Please help.
1: Well it it this is a common pr- uh, problem a lot, lots of children fear things like their nails being cut and and usually because it's a struggle and in a bit of a battle they, yeah. they often do get hurt by the by the nail cutting uh, like they might be nipped so uh, uh, so so they, so they have a, they do have a correct memory that they Well hurt them.
0: a toddler who mm-hmm. hates having her nails cut and it's but you have to cut them, but it's terrifying trying to you know hold the finger still, yeah. Uh, while she's acting like the world is coming to an end, and you're terrified you are going to cut her finger, and you off. might
1: just nip her a little bit too, or hurt yeah. the so so it's likely that that's happened. He's getting a bit older, he's six, like I, I with all these things, like you can't force when somebody's fearful and distressed, forcing it is is, is usually the wrong approach, yes, because <laughs> uh, uh, that. L- that doesn't make the fear go away they might actually just have it sounds like he's having a meltdown so there's lots of different strategies I think about one is uh, she could do it less often uh, you know like how often really do these nails need to be cut because mm-hmm. uh, uh, each month he gets older and then are more able to reason she could look as because he's six she could look at um because if the nails are bigger she then could look at cutting just a tiny bit off them in, 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 without it, uh, it touching his the bottom of his finger so that it feels like just uh it's not uh, there's no contact with his with his finger uh she could uh Demo? Uh, just do a little bit. That we're not going to cut your nails. I'm just going to cut my nails and show you. We're definitely not going to cut yours today. I promise. I promise. And don't like don't try to trick him. Yeah. And just show you cutting your nails and get him to watch and get him to see you doing. It. Or cut, let's cut his dad's nails. You might want to hurt the dad because he's opting out here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. Not, not happy with. Yeah, him there I mean, yeah, maybe yeah. Not
0: let Junior witness that though. That's probably not uh, going to so help. It m- and maybe the method, because you know whether they use a snizzle, scissors or a nail clipper, yeah. one of those might be less scary yeah. than the other.
1: Yeah. So so you want to get the experience you could also let him hold the, the clippers or the nail let him just hold it and and, uh, and then take it away and yeah. that day do no more the big mm. thing is just goes little step by step we'll do no more we'll only yeah. go as far as you want just, you just hold it You'd, you try a little just touch the, the scissors with yourself on your nail uh, so then the more this is like really stealing, like with a phobia literally the more that he becomes relaxed about a small step towards it then the bravery becomes to try the, try the next step yeah. uh, so you gradually might just let him hold the nail scissors tap it on his finger uh um, and then you might move to cut a little bit and then stop uh, uh and 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 prior to all that doing it doing a demo i but see, be, yeah. be very patient i really yeah. think don't force it i could leave it a bit longer i could you know wait they're yeah. a little bit longer so it's kind of wash bit maybe wash his hands first or do a nail brush yeah. nail brush if it's a sensory thing
0: uh, we just uh, desensitising yeah. him to the idea really yeah. uh though someone else says uh, we just waited until the child was asleep easy Okay. If they're a sound sleeper, then, yeah, happy days. But if they woke up and you're cutting their (laughs) nails. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I got used to cutting my daughter's nails with a torch while my little one was asleep. She's fine now. uh, She's older. Uh, On the uh, subject of getting the teenager to try and eat, Uh, Jeannie says, I work on bribes. For example, for every piece of broccoli, my son can have a single skittle. Five pieces of broccoli equals five sweets and so on. It works for the moment anyway. Uh, says Jeannie. Uh, the, uh, the 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 question we had in about the little girl who likes who likes handy time to hold people's hands when she's crossing the road, that is the sweetest complaint you've ever had. I'm pregnant with my first and hearing that story has made me bawl in the car, says Grainne, the bawling prego. <laughs> I've heard of a bawling prego before, but, you know, that's all right, Grainne, you're quite allowed to, to do that. My daughter is in junior infants and cries most mornings in school. She's now refusing to go into the classroom and I don't know what to do. My daughter is strong-willed and ignores the teacher's attempt to get her into the classroom. A rewards chart worked for a while, uh, but things have gone backwards. I haven't worked since I, she was one. Uh, I don't think she likes the separation. Any advice?
1: Well, the fir- first thing uh, this is a, once again a common and and, and a difficult part because it, because the intensity of the morning and the pressure of getting uh, dropping kids off school is is difficult the first thing is to try to tune in what's going on for the daughter like what is it that she finds hard that that's try to get a good understanding of that is it that she just doesn't she finds it a bit lonely going to school is it that she doesn't like leaving mom behind like what what what's what's the issue because then you can address what you do around that like for example if it, she was a bit lonely going in by herself you could take her in a bit more and sit with her for a bit longer or you could pair her up with her best friend before she goes in mm. uh, and they go in together that, that that can be a good thing uh you are there's lots of different strategies ba- based around it. if it's that she just doesn't like lea- leaving you you could do a little ritual of giving her something a special ritual saying a or give her something she could take with her in her bag to remind you of of, of, of you when she's sitting there uh uh, the rewards work so I would look back how do they work and restart them uh, you know to, to, to do that it, bearing in mind now that we're in June now there's only about a week or so yeah, left there's not much of it left uh, anyway and then you get through the final week and have a nice summer and off we go again she would be older and, and see what the issue is then yeah know? I
0: wonder though if, if she was uh, using a, a reward uh, mm-hmm. system and it was working yeah. and it suddenly it stopped working did something happen in school uh, you know was there something yes. that perhaps you should ask the teacher
1: about, absolutely absolutely uh, uh, absolutely that's a good point that uh, you should definitely talk to the teacher to tune in to what because the teachers might have also good strategies in the school about uh, how to get the kids in or they don't understand what's going on so get a good picture of of what the issue is I think yeah, uh, uh, I think it's important but equally often what happens with the they just sort of fade uh, and then you have to take a break and start them again or revamp them or re- Look at it, or re-motivate the child around what particular star they're getting for giving this a go. <laughs> uh,
0: somebody wants to know uh, how about a, 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 a nail file for the nail cutting phobia? I that's a good that's, one. Yeah, that's a, that's a, good, a good one. one. Good, that's good a, that's suggestion. A I if, like
1: the I like the one cutting at sleep at night. Yeah. So I think that's a that's good very, if you can get away. Very with. cunning. Uh, yeah. Dave though
0: says do uh, do towards the end of bath time do the nails. The nails will be soft and won't freak out the kids so much. That is true. Actually, that uh, uh, Louise wants to know why don't they bite the nails like you do with a baby. Uh, well not everybody does that Um, but I think that might be even more if they're freaked out about someone cutting their nails it might be because they're going to take a bite out of them these
1: are all all good suggestions that could possibly work depending on the child I guess yeah
0: yeah and uh, going back to that question uh, about uh, the the 8 year old and how much children should know about sex I suppose this is an example of them perhaps knowing too much Adam in Cork says my 8 year old daughter told me that sex was extreme kissing with beer how right she is. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. without extreme kissing and beer, the Irish would be extinct as a race, I would have thought. John, thanks very much for coming in to us. Moncrief with Gas Networks Ireland. Aren't you tired of that ugly fuel storage tank having to order and write that big check for the delivery guy? Gasnetworks.ie slash move to gas it's brown or beige food all the way I feel the mum's pain eating out as a family is a nightmare yeah I can I I do empathise about that (laughs)